What is up, podcast fam? You are listening to episode 75 of My Turf. I'm your host, Ryan Marshall, back with you once again, live from Lower Alabama. Can't thank you enough. 75 episodes. That means we are three quarters of the way to 100, 100 episodes. So thank you so much. Remember, tell your friends, Apple Podcasts and Spotify is where you can listen to My Turf. My Twitter handle, rfmarshall11, and the show's email address, myturfshow at gmail.com. If you have an on-air question or want to get at me with some hate mail, it's all good. But again, please tell your friends. So episode 75, title track, don't hit the panic button. Why? Because we talked about last week on episode 74, first impressions. Remember, you always just can't just rely on the first impression. People can change. Teams can change. And if we can change, you can change, then we can all change, right? That's what Rocky says in Rocky Five, Rocky Four, when he's talking to the crowd of Russia. So, bottom line, there's going to be some teams that stunk it up. There's going to be some coaches you're starting to doubt a little bit. But there's some teams that you are super impressed with. And remember, we always talk about, hey, man, you got to be styling and profiling like Ric Flair says. Hit me one time, one more time. Woo! Yeah, okay, a little corny there. But again, at the same time, you got to look good. Style points matter. At the same time, how good did you really look? We're going to go over some of these teams. We're going to go over college football last week, recap it, then preview this week, and then we're going to take a pause and go over the NFL's first week of games, okay? So I'm super stoked about. Let's go ahead and recap last week's games on college football. Of course, Thursday night's game. I did not pick this game. I was going to circle back to it at the end of the show because I was waiting to hear if the reports on quarterback Cam Rising was going to play for Utah. Utah didn't need him. They played two different quarterbacks. They dominated Florida, won 24-11. Florida fought back in this game. But let me tell you this, Billy Napier, the seat is hot, my brother. You know, you really did good things at Louisiana. Before that, an offensive coordinator at Arizona State. Wide receiver coach at Alabama, great recruiter, really good teacher of the game. It just seems like maybe the SEC may be a little bit too difficult for him. And it's really not that fair because it is year two, but he's got to get things going. So it is not a good first impression for them. But Kyle Winningham in Utah, watch out, baby. Uh, That is a team on a mission. Now let's talk about Saturday's games. How about these? Alabama Crimson Tide, Jalen Milrow. The footwork looked good. The short to intermediate passing game, still not there. Still not there. He's still missing on some, uh, you know, those middle routes and everything. I saw a couple misses on third downs, but one thing I did tell you about him, he throws an excellent deep ball, and we all know what he can do with his feet. An impressive first touchdown run. Very impressed by Jalen Milrow. If he can beat the team next week, I'll definitely be on the hype train. But we've got to see what he can do. Look, the deep, the deep balls. That's fine, but you gotta, you know, those third and eleven passes. Let's hit those crossing routes or hit those, you know, hit those slants. Put your guys in space and get it going a little bit. But very, imp- very impressed by Alabama, fifty-six to seven. The defense looks really good. Middle Tennessee is no slouch. This is a team that beat a top twenty-five team last year. So they're in conference USA. Very impressed uh, by Alabama. Notre Dame they rolled over Tennessee State, fifty-six to three. They looked awesome. Sam Hartman, Estime, give it to them, baby. They look ready to roll. Georgia. Defeats UT Martin 48-7. They really started slow out of the gate. Was not at all impressed by Carson Beck in the first half. This was a close game, 17-0. Uh, and then in the second half, it seems like Georgia woke up and started putting things together. Um, was I was I concerned a little bit for Georgia? I was a little bit. I was not impressed at all by Carson Beck. He was misfiring. Maybe it was nerves. Uh, but it is the first game, so you got to give them the benefit of the doubt. But everybody's saying that Georgia was in midseason form. They're full of shit because uh, Georgia really struggled in the first half against UT Martin. Michigan dominated East Carolina 30-3. That's an excellent victory for them. Love that J.J. McCarthy wore the free Harbaugh shirt, but they looked excellent. Blake Corum looked good. 10 carries, 73 yards, one touchdown run. Man, they looked awesome. Another team that did not look so hot out of the gate. Ohio State beat Indiana 23-3. I got to talk a little bit about this. Kyle McCord makes his debut. Uh, It looks like he's scared to make a mistake starting his first game. Um, He throws a couple couple dimes out there. Even his best pass was thrown across the field to Marvin Harrison for like a 32-yard touchdown pass. And it's, 
you know, it's called back because, of course, he stepped out of bounds, so it's illegal touching. But Kyle McCord just looked a little nervous to start it off. They were running like two tight end sets with him underneath the center. I've never seen Ohio State do that. They've always been a spread team. Never utilized their tight ends like that. So a little concerning for me. But, again, they, they get the W over Indiana. The defense looked good under Jim Knowles. But a little concern there with Ohio State. We'll have to pay attention to them because if they play like that against Notre Dame in a couple weeks, they're going to get their ass beat. USC defeats Nevada 66-14. Looks like they got their defense kind of mm, trending in the, maybe the pos- possible right direction. But again, it is Nevada. Caleb Williams looked awesome. 319 yards, five touchdowns. He looks great. Uh, Penn State, big-time victory over West Virginia, 38-15. Drew Alar, 325 yards passing, three touchdowns in his debut. Not a good day for West Virginia. Guys, they just look completely overmatched in this game. How about Washington versus Boise State? Really good first quarter. Looked like Boise was kind of going to keep this close, and then all of a sudden Michael Penix Jr. and the Huskies woke up. Five touchdown passes for Michael Penix Jr., 450 yards through the air. He looked awesome. Texas started off slow against Rice. They went on to roll, though, in the second half, 37-10. Good day for Quinn Ewers, 18-31, 260 yards passing, three touchdown passes, so he looked pretty good. To me, my concern would be for the Texas offensive line. They got to get things going. Virginia and Tennessee. Well, Tennessee won 49-13, started off a little slow with Joe Milton. Second quarter, he started hitting his guys, 201 yards through the air, two touchdown passes. Really like what I saw out of the running back right. 12 carries, 115 yards. They looked pretty good. Oregon dominated Portland State 81-7. We talk about style points. Bo Nix looked good. 287 yards through the air. Three touchdown passes. Liked what I saw from Oregon, but it was Portland State. Kansas State looked good against Southeast Missouri. 45-0. Really, really impressive game for Will Howard. Two touchdowns. He did throw a pick, but 297 yards through the air. This was the game of the week except for another one that we're going to talk about. But Colorado defeats TCU 45-42. Shadur Sanders, 510 yards through the air, four touchdown passes. Love what I saw out of Donovan Darius Edwards, excuse me. Five receptions, 135 yards, three touchdowns. But we got to talk about Travis Hunter playing both sides of the ball, starting cornerback, starting a wide receiver, did an amazing, amazing job. He had 110 yards receiving, and he had an interception. Dude, he is an absolute stud. Yes, he is a first-round talent. Love what I saw from Colorado. I do think depth going forward is a concern, but everybody talking about how they didn't have the offensive line and the defensive line in the trenches to play with TCU, they proved the doubters wrong. I'd heard it a lot from Tom Luganville and a lot of other people that were scouts, you know, and saying, hey, Colorado ain't got it in the trenches. Well, they had a game plan for that. They got the ball out quick out of Shador Sanders' hands. Sean Lewis did an excellent job play calling. He made him defend sideline to sideline. Impressive, perfect game calling by offense coordinator Sean Kelly. Uh, Sean Lewis, excuse me. I was not impressed by the Colorado defense, but that's because you got to give credit to TCU's offense. We know they have a high-powered offense. I think Chandler Morris did an excellent job. I thought whoever had the ball last was going to win it. TCU just came up short, but I do think Colorado is a team that you're going to have to watch out for. The poise by Shador Sanders, you just cannot, you can't coach that. That's just something his dad maybe instilled in him because he looked absolutely poised, confident. He was throwing dimes all over. There wasn't a pass that he could not make. Really love what I saw for him. Keep an eye out for him on maybe on the Heisman along with uh, Travis Hunter. I know it's just one game, but it was one hell of a first impression over a 17th ranked team, a team that played for the national championship last year and returned a pretty good bit of starters. So so keep your eye on them. Wisconsin looked pretty good, 38 to 17. We all heard that they were, you know, hey, look, Phil Long goes in town. They're going to be running the air raid. They didn't run the air raid. They ran the ball and they ran the ball effectively. Uh, Their backup running back, uh, Malusi, 13 carries, 157 yards and two touchdowns. Looked awesome, man. Great job by them. Oklahoma blew, blew out Arkansas State 73 to nothing. Dylan Gabriel back at quarterback. The left-hander was slinging it all over. Very impressed by him. North Carolina and South Carolina. I thought this was going to be a close game. Not so fast. The offensive line for South Carolina was absolutely atrocious. Spencer Radler could not get time back there in the pocket. And uh, yeah, he never, never could make a game out of it. 
So 31 to 17, North Carolina rolls and keeps saying that South Carolina, you literally are beneath us. Ole Miss defeats Mercer 73 to 7. Jackson Dart got the start over Spencer Sanders. I was impressed by Jackson Dart, 334 yards through the air, four touchdowns. Of course, Quinshaw Junkins, 13 carries, 60 yards, two touchdowns uh, on the ground for that man. Texas A&M, been waiting to see it. Connor Weigman. 236 yards through the air, five touchdown passes as they defeat New Mexico 52-10. Pretty impressive, yeah, yeah. How about Tulane defeating South Alabama? Really good matchup here. They they got it done, man. Pratt at quarterback, 294 yards through the air, four touchdown passes as they defeated South Alabama 37-17. Iowa, they defeated Utah State 24-14. Very, very impressed by their defense, man. This is a pretty good game, but I was, uh, was impressed to see Cade McNamara make his debut, and uh, yeah, he did a good job, but uh, they're going to have to play better offense as the season goes on, but really good efficiently on defense and getting them off the getting them off the field. So a couple of the other games, right? Let's talk about Sunday, and hope you did enjoy your Labor Day, but Florida State defeats LSU 45-24, close at the half, 17-14 in favor of LSU, and then all of a sudden Florida State just woke up and just dominated the second half, they scored 31 points, beat the brakes off of them. I did not like how Matt House was using Harold Perkins at linebacker. I thought the offensive line was going to be the strong one of the stronger offensive lines for LSU. They didn't do shit. They did not move around Florida State's defensive line. Jared Verse did what he wanted to do. I was impressed by Florida State in every facet of the game. How they responded. Their defense clamped them down in the second half. Jaden Daniels had a good game, but... As far as the numbers, 347 yards passing, but he was not efficient. They did not do great in the red zone. And like I said, I did not like how Harold Perkins was playing more of a read-react linebacker, middle linebacker. I love it when he's pressuring off the edge. I love it when he's kind of just letting him play free. So I think Matt House is going to have to adjust that defense, and they're going to have to really talk to that LSU offensive line to get them going. Brian Kelly said they they were going to beat their butt. And uh, now he's kind of rolling his thumbs and tw- uh, twiddling his thumbs and starting to think like, we're not as good as, we're not the team that I thought we were. No. And I said this, you're going to have to get better because it is the SEC. You have to evolve your timing, your play calling. Everything has to be better in the SEC and across the nation. This is a great ACC team. And now it's got me believing that maybe Florida State could definitely win the ACC and get into that college football playoff spot. So I like what I saw. Oregon State looked good over at San Jose State, 42-17. DJ Ua Ungale getting the start for him, 239 yards through the air, three touchdown passes. Love him, man. Hope I'm rooting for that kid. I was very critical of him last year. I just didn't like what I saw in that Clemson offense a lot. You know, it just didn't fit his skill set. But he played more freely today. He was not tentative. Uh, He looked good, man. How about Duke on Monday night, Labor Day? Dominated Clemson 28 to 7 in the second half. Kay Klubnick didn't look great. First year offense coordinator Garrett Riley could not get anything popping in the red zone, it seemed like. They turned the ball over. Like I said, they had 200 yards passing and 200 yards rushing. And that is like the first time in 15 years that when Clemson's done that, they haven't won a game. It is unreal. Unreal under Dabo Swinney. What happened? Is the dynasty over? I got a question about that. Is the dynasty over for my buddy Harvey out in Rancho Cucamonga, California? Harvey, I don't think the dynasty ever really was for Dabo. It's kind of like with uh, Kirby Smart. I think these guys are the, were, you know, a couple years ago, Dabo Swinney was like the hot chick on the block, right? But it started, it just fizzled out. Can you sustain and be a dynasty like Nick Saban? That's what you got to do. It's not that easy. You could just be the flavor of the week. I'm not saying that about Kirby Smart, but I do think that's what it was for Dabo. He struck it hot with Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence, who were generational quarterbacks. I thought they would win this football game. But I got to tell you something. Mike Elko at Duke and Riley Leonard playing quarterback for him, they put the rest of the, you know, put the nation on, like, basically put them on notice. Like, we're ready, baby. We're absolutely ready, and they look good, man. I was super, super impressed by Duke. Again, winning 28-7. to I would say Dabo, Brian Kelly, they better get together, man, and, and start to think of, like, what do we got to do to get our team better? Because this was this was not good, man. I was not impressed at all. So now let's kind of rotate 
into next week, transition. And uh, yeah, let's talk about some good teams, man, that we're going to see face off this upcoming week in week two. It's going to be at 11 a.m. on ABC. Notre Dame, number 10 team in the country, facing off on the road against NC State. Look, Notre Dame's favored by 7.5, over or under 51. It's going to be a good contest, I feel like. But uh, I think Notre Dame rolls with this one. I think Hartman has a nice day through the ground. I think you're going to be, you know, as far as what a score could be, looking in that 31-17 kind of area, that's where I'd be looking at, man. Um, I think Notre Dame's going to win this game, though. I think 7.5, I think think they'll cover that. All right, so what do we have? SEC Network, Georgia, Ball State, 11 a.m. Georgia favored by 42, over under 52.5. Yeah, they can get that done, Ball State. Look for Carson Beck. He needs to really, really improve. Ohio State on the Big Ten Network where hosts Youngstown State. Number five in the country. They've backed off a little bit. Georgia's still at one. Um, Yeah, I think uh, Ohio State will get things figured out. Let Kyle McCord cook a little bit, okay? Get back to the spread. Let him air it out. He's got two of the best wide receivers in college football. Let the man throw the damn ball. Penn State's going to host Delaware 11 a.m. on Peacock. Yeah, we know Penn State's going to do their thing. Drew Alar, man. Get to know him, man. He's a baller. Baylor hosting Utah. 0-1 0-1 Baylor. Didn't look good last week. Utah is favored by 7.5 over under 47.5. I do not know if Cam Rising is going to play in this game. Um, and I was shocked that Baylor lost last week to Texas State. Like, Texas State they lost, and it doesn't look good. looks like Blake Shapin is going to be out a couple weeks with the MCL uh, sprain or tear. Um, I don't like this man for Baylor. I think Utah is going to go in there and do the damn thing, but I understand the hangover concern, but I think Utah gets it done. 11 a.m. on ESPN. This is a game that I'm really going to be ready for. Fox Sports 1, 11 a.m., my Troy Trojans at Kansas State. Kansas State favored by 16.5, over under 50.5. Troy beat Stephen F. Austin last week, 48-30. to That's a better team than you, than you really would probably give credit for. Like, Troy is a good team, man. Gunnar Watson looked good. Excuse me, Stephen. I say, yeah, Stephen F. Austin, 48 to 30. Um, I understand. I understand that uh, Kansas State is favored by 16 and a half, over under 50 and a half. But let me tell you something. Troy's going to cover that. Troy's going to cover that. They may lose by two scores, but Troy's going to cover that 16 and a half, in my opinion. Vidal, the running back, man, he's going to get after it. Troy is going to get after it. Would not surprise me if Troy would pull off the upset at Bill Snyder Stadium in Manhattan, Kansas. I like what Chris Klein is doing over there for Kansas State, but I'm not going to bet against my Troy Trojans at least covering that 16.5 spread. You're not going to wipe their wipe the floor with them, man. They're a tough team. Colorado hosting Nebraska, 11 a.m. Fox. Well, now the look, Dion went after the media. He said, I see you, I see you, and I keep receipts. So let me tell you something, Dion. I like it. I like it. I love the swagger. You have won everywhere you have gone been. You replaced 87 you have 87 new players. 87 new players, guys. 68 transfers. It's remarkable. I'm a believer, but over under 59 and a half, Colorado favored by 3 at home on Folsom at Folsom Field in Boulder, Colorado. Matt Rule did not like how last week went. With Nebraska losing to Minnesota like it did, it's like, come on, man. If it's like Nebraska is just not winning close games as they lost 13-10 to to, uh, the Golden Gophers in Minnesota. But I believe that Matt Rule is a really good coach. I think Matt Rule is going to have his team ready to play. But I think Colorado wins this game. I do. I still think Colorado is going to get it done. I like what I saw, but would not be surprised if Matt Rule could get his Cornhuskers ready to roll and the black shirts on defense play a lot better. But uh, yeah, I got to I got to go with Colorado. I'm not going to piss pick against uh, Dion and piss him off. So Clemson's fell from number twenty from number nine to twenty five in the nation. They'll host Charleston South Carolina, uh, Charleston Southern. They'll need to get back on track. Of course, it'll be on the ACC network at one fifteen. Michigan's going to host UNLV, 2.30 p.m. CBS. Michigan favored by 36, over under 57.5. Yeah, I'll take that all day. Day long. This is a really good game right here, guys. Ole Miss at Tulane. Number 20 
At number 24, at Yulman Stadium in New Orleans, Louisiana, Ole Miss favored by 7.5, over under 65. I will take Ole Miss, but this is going to be a damn good game. Ole Miss should wipe the floor with them. I think they'll go over that. Uh, And both teams probably will go over 65, um, the total. But, man, I think it's going to be a good game. I want to see a good game because Tulane, look, man, remember, they they gave USC everything they could handle. Oh, by the way, they beat them last year. So it's going to be a good contest. 2.30 p.m., ABC, another great matchup. Texas A&M, the 23rd-ranked team in the country, at Miami. Texas A&M favored by 4.5. Over under 51. Mario Cristobal in year two. Last week he beat Miami of Ohio 38-3. He revamped everything. He's got two new coordinators. What is going to go down? I'm excited to see Bobby Petrino now against a solid team. Better defense. We're going to see what Connor Wagman does. We're going to see how Van Dyke looks good. How he looks for the Miami on the other side. I'm excited for this contest. I am going to pick Texas A&M on the road. Again, 2.30 p.m. ABC in Miami Gardens, Florida at Hard Rock Stadium. Tulsa at Washington. uh, 4 o'clock, Pac-12 Network. Washington favored by 34, over under 64 and a half. Taking Washington all day long, baby. Tennessee will host Austin P.A., That's going to be on the ESPN Plus or SEC Network Plus if you got it, hit it up. No spread on that game because Tennessee should blow them out. North Carolina feeling themselves after they beat South Carolina. 4.15 p.m. ACC Network. UNC favored by 18, over under 58. They'll host Appalachian State. Give me North Carolina, but they better be careful. And Drake May's got to limit those two interceptions that he threw last week. ESPN Plus, 5 p.m. SMU at Oklahoma, number 18 team in the country. Over under 15 and a half. Over under, uh, excuse, uh, excuse me, Oklahoma. Favored by 15 and a half. Over under 68 and a half. Let me tell you why I said that. Because it said OU and didn't have the sl- <laughs> didn't have the slash though. So, but that's why I said OU at 15 and a half over. And yeah, you got what I was putting down. The, a little dyslexia probably crept in there a little bit. But yeah, Oklahoma, no problem. They'll take care of SMU. ESPN Plus at 5 p.m. like I told you. On ESPN Plus and the ACC Network. 5 p.m. LaFette at Duke. No line on that one. Duke should roll. This is going to be a good matchup. 6 p.m. Fox. Oregon at Texas Tech. If you didn't get to see the Texas Tech game last week, man, Wyoming dominated uh, late in the game and got back in it. I was super impressed, man. They beat uh, there in Wyoming, man. Laramie, Wyoming, 35 to 33. They upset Texas Tech. I was kind of shocked. The Red Raiders, they got to get back on track, man. Uh, and this is not the uh, this is not the team you really want to be facing right now because Oregon just looked awesome last week after putting up 81 points over Portland State. 6 p.m. on Fox though, Oregon favored by six and a half, over under 67. It's gonna be uh, at AT&T Stadium. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Oregon and I'll take the points on that one. I think they'll beat Texas Tech pretty easily. LSU is gonna get back, look to get back on track. Number 14 now in the country as they drop. They'll host Grambling, be on ESPN Plus and SEC Network Plus at 6.30 p.m. No spread. This should dominate. 6.30 p.m. ABC. This is a great matchup. Wisconsin at Washington State. Wisconsin down number 19 in the nation. Wisconsin favored by 6.5, over under 58.5. This is a tricky one. I think Washington State could make this close. Um, I love their quarterback, Cameron Ward. They're going to put up some points. Watch out. This could be a little bit of an upset. Slippery, slippery game to pick, but I'm going to pick Wisconsin. Uh, I just don't like that six and a half. This could be a field goal game. ACC Network, 7.30 p.m. Florida State hosting Southern Miss. Jordan Travis, going to keep it rolling. There is no spread. Um, Yeah, give me uh, Florida State, number four team in the country right now. I'm going to take them. Oregon State will host UC Davis. It's going to be 8 p.m. on the Pac-12 Network. So we'll see if DJ Uwe can keep things rolling there in Oregon State. And now I'm rooting for him, man. 9.30 p.m., Fox, USC, hosting Stanford. We just found out Stanford will be going to the ACC. USC favored by 29, over under 70. Um, I think Stanford's going to cover that. Uh, I think they'll lose by 28, but not 29. That's, that's, that's what I'm going. Okay, so the game of the week. We all know what it is, right? We all know what it is. 
6 p.m. ESPN. Number 11, Texas, 1-0 on the year. At Alabama, number 3. At Bryant-Denny Stadium. Alabama favored by 7. Over, under, 54 and a half. Okay. So, a lot of questions about who I was going to pick in this game. Was I going to be a homer? What I saw last week was Quinn Ewers looked pretty good. And pretty good may not be good enough. Jalen Milrow looked much better. Much better. The Like I said, the consistency on third down, he'll have to get a lot better. Hit those crossing routes, those intermediate crossing routes. He hit those comeback routes really good. I love that three-step drop. Boom. Footwork looked good. The deep ball was coming out good. You know, Texas is going to try to clamp that down. You know, Steve Sarkeesian is an excellent play caller. I believe that Alabama didn't show a whole lot last week. As far as using that, you know, that 12 personnel with the two tight ends, you're going to see some of that. But I think Alabama is going to get a little bit, little bit more innovative with the running game. I think they're going to use some jet sweeps. I think you're going to see a little bit of trickery. I think you're going to see a lot. What I mean by that is I think you'll see some triple option stuff with, with Jalen Milrow. And I think you're going to see a lot more of the zone read RPO game against Texas. And they're going to open it up. And I think you're going to see some cool things. Um, I think Alabama will win this game. I think they'll win this game by more than seven points. I think they win by 10. Um, and I could be wrong on that. But I think Alabama wins this game by 10 points. I think uh, I think a 28 to, you know, it just feels like maybe a maybe a 31-21 kind of game is what I'm going with right here. Um, that's what I like. I think Alabama, I think Quinn Ewers will, he looks good. I think he'll throw some great passes to Xavier Worthy. But at the end of the day, I think this is going to be a better defensive effort from Alabama than last year. I think this will be a better offensive effort as well. And uh, I think it's going to be a good game. I just think Alabama's going to be the better team and get it done. That's just what I believe um, because that's what I saw. I think I saw a better Alabama team offensively and defensively. Like I said, though, Sark is a great play caller. That's a very talented Texas team. Uh, I just think Alabama's got a little bit more talent. I think the coaching staff is not going to be fooled uh, as much as they were last year. Uh, Texas threw a lot of good stuff on them defensively. Really put... Really affected Bryce Young. I think they'll try to blitz to make things uncomfortable for Jalen Milrow. But I think at the end of the day, I think they're going to throw a lot of different things with the running game at Texas that uh, they haven't seen before. Uh, hopefully, they they're preparing themselves for, like I said, some triple option stuff. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of zone reads. I think the RPO games will be cl- will be pretty clutch as well uh, in this game. So I will be picking Alabama 31 to 21. Somewhere in that mark, it would not surprise me, though. Of course, if uh, if if Alabama maybe uh, pumped the score up a little bit, if Milrow has time, it can hit that deep ball uh, to his guys. So, like I said, that's what I'm going with. Don't call me a homer. That's just what I believe, man. All right, let's take a pause for the calls and let's break down the first week of the NFL next week. So, stay tuned. Episode 75. Don't hit the panic button here on my turf. Stay tuned, everyone. We're back here for segment two of my turf. Thank you so much for being back with us. Hope you enjoyed the first segment. Sorry if I rambled on about certain games, but hopefully you picked up on them. Make your bets. Good luck to your favorite team. It's going to be an exciting week two. There's a lot of great matchups, man. But now we have the first week of the NFL happening this week. Super stoked to talk about it. All the roster cuts have been made. Thursday night, we have an important game with a kind of a, you know, Big tidbit that's going on. So the Chiefs are hosting the line 7.20 p.m. on NBC in Kansas City. KC favored by five, over under 53. Travis Kelsey, the all-pro tight end, best tight end maybe of all time, has hyperextended his knee. He's going to be out a couple weeks, it looks like. This is a huge, huge loss for the Chiefs. Do remember also, they do not have defensive lineman Chris Jones as well. He is holding out right now with a contract dispute. 
This sucks. Sucks a lot for the Chiefs. But as far as fantasy football purposes, by the way, get that notepad ready. I'm going to give you fantasy football advice while we do the breakdowns of these games. Kadarius Toney, Marquez Valdez-Scanling, also Sky Moore. Get them in your fantasy football lineup because Patrick Mahomes is going to spread it around without Travis Kelsey. Remember, Steve Spagnola, he's still an excellent defensive coordinator. He's recruited, I mean, he's, they've drafted really well on that side of the ball. Juan Thornhill, Justin Gay, Nick Bolton, they still have some studs. George Karfaloftis, the defensive end they uh, drafted last year out of Purdue. They're going to still do some damage to the Lions. I love the Lions this year, though. You know, of course, I picked them to win the NFC North. I love what I'm seeing out of Ben Johnson, their offense coordinator. I think he's a great coach. He has really revitalized, you know, basically got Jared Goff his career back. Jameer Gibbs is now with that offense. David Montgomery, they got a good offensive line. You've always had a good one. Frank Rangno at center. Panay Sewell now in the second year there out of Oregon. I remember he's the first, first round draft pick. Jamison Williams will not be playing in this game. But, of course, they've got, um, you know, look, they've got St. Brown, right? So, I mean, Amon St. Brown's going to definitely do his thing. So, I'm not wor- really worried about the lines. Do watch out for, um, I do like, I do just, I, I like the lines. I really do. I think they're going to be a good team. Um, I think it's going to be a good matchup. But I am going to take the take the Chiefs. In a close one, but uh, it's gonna be a great matchup on seven twenty, you know, seven twenty p.m. NBC this Thursday night. Great first game to watch. Okay, let's talk about it. What's going on at twelve p.m. Fox? Panthers at the Falcons. Atlanta favored by three and a half. Over under thirty nine and a half. Bajan Robinson versus the Panthers. That's a pretty stout defensive line, man. Uh, Brian Burns is still trying to get paid a little bit, but uh, they do have Derek Brown and some others. I think the Panthers' defense will be pretty good. But on the road, it's going to be a tough one. We'll see how Desmond Ritter does. Bryce Young in his first career start. He's going to have some talent throw to, of course. DJ Chart, Adam Thielen, the Falcons. They say Desmond Ritter's going to do pretty well. Um, We'll see. Kyle Pitts, we've been saying it. I want Kyle Pitts and Drake London to do the damn thing. These are high first-round draft picks. Then you add Bajon Robinson. Come on now, Arthur Smith. Get this team going. Uh, I want to see it happen. I do think the Falcons. I I do think they have. They know what they are, and um, it's going to be hard to pick against Bryce Young because I love the guy. But uh, first game starting, it's just uh, it's really hard for me to do that. Even though Desmond Ritter is starting his first game, I'm gonna take the Panthers in the upset. I've talked myself into it. I'm gonna take the Panthers in the upset. DJ Chark, Adam Thielen, they're gonna get it done, man. I think they absolutely are going to get it done, and the uh, Carolina Panthers are going to win that football game. Miles Sanders, get ready. He's going to have a nice workload too, so maybe get him into your fantasy football lineup. All right, Bengals at the Browns. Cincinnati favored by 2.5, over under 47.5. Of course, the big storyline, will Joe Burrow play with that strained calf? I do believe that he does. I think the Bengals will win this football game. I do think it's going to be – Defense is kind of going after each other, but at the end of the day, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, even can throw in Joe Mixon. They're going to get it done. I am I am wanting to see Deshaun Watson, though. How does he look? If he looks like the Deshaun of old, I think they can win this football game. Nick Chubb's going to do his thing. Kevin Stefanski's going to be dialing them up for Amari Cooper. They're going to do some good things, but, uh, you know, of course, Elijah Moore. Remember, he came over from the New York Jets. Should have a pretty good game in this matchup as well. But I do think Nick Chubb's going to have a nice game. I mean, he just always he kills everybody. Nick Chubb's in your lineup. Get him in there. He's that awesome. 12 p.m. Fox. Jags at the Colts. Jags favored by five and a half. Over under 45. Yeah, the Jags are going to win. They're going to win nicely. Anthony Richardson starting his first game. Trevor Lawrence. Travis Etienne. I mean, Calvin Ridley in his first game back after being suspended for a year. He's going to do his thing. Evan Ingram, Christian Kirk. We all know that they're going to do their do the damn thing. The Colts, I don't know who's going to be catching the football for them aside from Michael Pittman. Uh, and Anthony Richardson, we don't know what's going to be. The running game, 
Deion Jackson may be the running back, Zach Moss, but no Jonathan Taylor. So give me the Jags all day. 12 p.m. CBS, Bucks at the Vikings. Vikings are favored by six, over under 45. Buccaneers are going to be starting. Baker Mayfield, that quarterback. Rashad White, get him into your lineup. I want to see what the Vikings defense looks like before I'm willing to bet on them. Brian Flores, I think, is an excellent defensive coach. Character-wise, horrible person. But Brian Flores, as a defense coach, does an excellent job and uh, just doesn't have a whole lot of talent to work with. The Bucs, they still got Devin White. They still got some dogs on that side of that Buccaneers defense. So let me say this. The Vikings are going to miss Dalvin Cook a lot this year. He is a star. Alexander Madison, Justin Jefferson. Of course, you bring in uh, Jordan Addison, first-round draft pick out of USC. They got some firepower. I don't think I want to bet on Baker Mayfield just yet, but he's still got Mike Evans. He's still got Chris Godwin. We handed the ball off to Rashad White. Their offensive line is healthy coming into the year. I'm just going to take the Vikings in a close game uh, because they've got Justin Jefferson. You know, they've got some talent. they got the talent to work with. I do think it's going to be a little bit of a high-scoring affair, though. 12 p.m., CBS, Titans at the Saints. New Orleans favored by three, over under 41. The Saints, remember Derek Carr making his first start. It's going to be Jawan Johnson, the tight end, has been making some waves. Got a lot of targets last year. We'll see what they do. Alvin Kamara will not be playing in this football game. But of course, but of course, they've got Jamal Williams now. They, of course, will have Michael Thomas back. We haven't seen him in a long time. Chris Olave is getting a lot of hype. He'll do the thing. But I'm going to take the Titans in this matchup. Derrick Henry, Traylon Burks, and then, of course, on the other side, DeAndre Hopkins. I think they'll do the damn thing. Ryan Tanninghill, I just trust him a little bit more than Derek Carr just for this matchup because I just don't know if Michael Thomas is the Michael Thomas of old yet. We got to see it. 12 p.m. Remember, I do the known versus the unknown when it comes to betting purposes on these games. And what we do know is that Michael Thomas is playing. We just don't know how good Michael Thomas is going to be. Same thing's kind of going for DeAndre Hopkins, but we've heard a lot of good things about him in camp. But I do like the Burks kid on the other side. I think he'll do some damage. And Derrick Henry, man, he's awesome. 12 p.m. Fox, 49ers at the Steelers. San Francisco favored by 2.5, over under 41. We do know Brock Purdy's playing in this game, right? I like Kenny Pickett as a breakout starter this year. I think George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, Pat Firemuth, he's got a really good three-headed monster to throw to. Oh, by the way, I've got Najee Harris to run the ball. You know, run the ball. I think the Steelers can knock off the, the 49ers, but... I ain't going to bet against them. Uh, I'm just not going to bet against them. Even though, you know, I'm just not doing it. 49ers got a good defense. Um, Yeah, I'm going to go with them. I think Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. We, of course, know George Kittle's healthy. Elijah Mitchell, you can sprinkle him in running the football. These guys are going to do the damn thing. Um, I like the 49ers. It's Brock Purdy and those layered routes. Everybody wants... uh, my buddy Lance wanted me to explain the layered routes. What a layered route is, it's, it's, it's that layer between the middle linebacker and the safety is what they love. They love running those crossing routes that are the layered routes through there. It's where Debo Samuel makes a lot of his living, especially so does Brandon Ayuk too as well. So that's a, that is a layered route concept. They run a lot of them, especially off of play action, and they'll bring them all the way across the field right in that zone. 12 p.m. Fox, Cardinals at the Commanders. Washington favored by seven, over under 38. Give me the Washington football team, commanders, Redskins, pigs, whatever. Taking them all day long. Sam Howe starting his first game. Do not know what's going on with the Cardinals at all, really. If I'm, a, if I'm the commanders, or if I got them on fantasy football, Jahan Dotson, Terry McLaurin, he is going to play. That is the rumor with the toe injury. Uh, Antonio Gibson, Brian Robinson, fire him up, baby, and get him in your damn lineup. They should do a good day. They should do a good job, excuse me. So I'm basically doing a hiccup in the middle of speaking. 12 p.m. CBS, C.J. Stroud will make the start for the Texans. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, at the Ravens. Uh, Baltimore's favored by 10, over under 43 and a half. Give me the Ravens. Can't wait to see this new look offense with Lamar and offense coordinator Todd Monken as he comes up from Georgia. Cannot wait to see it. Zay Flowers. 
Rashad Bateman. We want to talk about another guy? OBJ. Mark Andrews. Holy cow. J.K. Dobbins handing the rock to him. Look out. The Ravens, I think, are going to do great things. I do think D'Amico Ryans is going to get this Texans team in the right direction. I think there's just going to be a lot of growing pains in year one. He'll have that defense looking good. I think Derek Stingley, their cornerback, will do some good things. But I think the Ravens will handle the Texans uh, pretty easily. 3.25 p.m. CBS. Broncos and the Raiders hosting. Okay. Denver favored by three and a half. Over under 44. Give me the Broncos in this matchup. I understand the Raiders. You know, they got Jimmy Garoppolo. There is no Darren Waller, though. It is Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, and Hunter Renfro. Uh, You know, we'll... uh, I'm going to go with the Broncos in this matchup. I think Sean Payton with Russell Wilson. He's got Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. Javante Williams should be running the football. Uh, They're at home. I think they'll be playing pretty pumped up. I'm going to have to go with... Sean Payton. I understand some people think he's a jerk because of the shots that he took at uh, Nathaniel Hackett, but I love Sean Payton. Um, I think he's a great coach. I think he was just basically trying to maybe improve and motivate his team. Maybe done in the poor, you know, poor taste, but, you know, Michael Jordan was a jerk too, and he's great, so I'm all for it. 325 p.m. CBS, Eagles at the Patriots, Philadelphia, favored by four, over under 45. Mac Jones has a new offensive coordinator in Bill O'Brien. Ramondre Stevenson will be running the rock. Zeke Elliott will be backing him up. Good offensive line. You got Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne, Mike Isicki at tight end, Hunter Henry. They've got some weapons. The Eagles are just a badass team. Jalen Hurts. Handing the rock to DeAndre Swift. He's got Rashad Penny. He's got Kenneth Gainwell. He's got Smitty on one side. He's got A.J. Brown on the other. And, oh, by the way, he's got a top 10 tight end in Dallas Goddard. On the other side, defensively, one of the best best defensive lines in football, Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox. What the hell, guys? They're loaded. Loaded everywhere. So I'm going with the Eagles. I do think the Patriots will be much improved. I'm just going to have to go with the Eagles in this game. 325 p.m. CBS. Something to pay attention to, though. The Eagles are breaking in two new coordinators, offense and defense. So pay attention to that storyline. 325 p.m. CBS. Chargers hosting the Dolphins. Chargers favored by three over under 51. Give me the Dolphins in this matchup. Tua, Tyreek, Waddle. Do we need to say anything more? Uh, Running back is going to be Devin A. Chain, Raheem Mostert. We know Trenton Watford's going to be back at left tackle. He looks healthy, ready to go. You've got also Jeff Wilson who will be toting the rock. Give me the Dolphins in this matchup. I do like the Chargers. I do. Justin Herbert, I think, is going to be slinging the ball all over the place. Eckler's going to have a nice day. I think, of course, always Gerald Everett. you got to watch out for him at the tight end position. Love, love Quentin Johnson. Love Keenan Allen. He is a year older. Mike Williams, they're healthy. Looks like they could be pretty deadly out there. This is going to be a close game. I just like the Dolphins to beat them. I think Tua's got something to prove always against Justin Herbert, and that's going to be the difference in this matchup. Um, and what I'm saying is basically is is uh, a lot of people felt like that you know Justin Herbert should have been taken before Tua, and uh, I think that always is, is kind of a chip on Tua's shoulder. Like uh, you haven't seen me, I, I can beat him in the head-to-head matchup. So we'll see what happens. So 3:25 p.m. Fox Rams at the Seahawks. Seattle favored by five, over under 46. Give me the Seahawks in this matchup. Why? Cooper Cup has hamstring injuries. He has, has a hamstring injury. He's going to see a specialist. He will not be in this matchup. Cam Akers will be running the rock for the Rams. Uh, you know, they got Jefferson. They've got Atwell. They've got some players that can make some plays. Tyler Higby at you know, tied in, the, the Rams will still have Aaron Donald on the other side of the ball. It's just I like the Seahawks. They have more, they have a lot of firepower. And, Aaron, you know, you know DK Metcalf, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigbo will not be playing in this game, but still Tyler Lockett, Kenneth Walker at running back, and, of course, Zach Charbonnet um, at running back to back him up. So, yeah, give me Seattle over under 46. My uncle Jeffrey will be happy for, uh, will, will be happy with that pick. So, and also, happy birthday, Uncle Jeffrey. Uh it's his birthday this Thursday. 3.25 p.m. Fox. 
Packers at the Bears. Chicago favored by one over under 43. Remember, people think Justin Fields is going to be a superstar. He also has DJ Moore to throw the football to now. Not the greatest of lines, but we'll see. Uh, he'll be handing the ball off to a committee of running backs, Khalil Herbert and others. Don't know exactly who's going to be the guy to get most of them, but should be airing it out to DJ Moore, Claypool, Cole Komet at tight end. Darnell Mooney's a pretty good tight end, you know, pretty good wide receiver as well. The Packers, this will be Jordan Love starting his first career regular season game. Look, he'll have the healthy offensive line. Should be a better, they should have a better offensive line. Have a top 10 defense, in my opinion, when you talk about everybody they brought back. Quay Walker in his second year. Devontae Wyatt, they should be much improved. Cornerback, Shire Alexander, Russell Douglas. You talked about Darnell Savage, and then you got Jonathan Owens at safety. Kenny Clark's back. The Bears on their side of the ball. Eddie Jackson's there. They paid Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards at middle linebacker. On the defensive line, it's still kind of a lot of of names you're going to recognize. So the Bears are not going to have the better defense. Offensively, we are going to to see how much development uh, Justin Fields has done. Is he that really good? Is he ready to take that next step as a superstar? We'll see. I will take the Packers in this matchup, though. I think Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, these are going to be the difference makers. I think the running game for the Packers is going to be where it's at. Control the clock. Take a couple shots deep to um, Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs, and, of course, you've got to watch out for the new rookie sensation, Jalen Reed. He's out of Michigan State. This kid is lighting it up, man. You're going to be super impressed by him. Watch him. He's also returning some punts, too, so watch out for him. 7.20 p.m., NBC, Cowboys at the Giants. Cowboys favored by 3.5, over under 46.5. Mike McCarthy is calling plays. CeeDee Lamb is still a beast. Tony Pollard will now be the bell cow. Offensive line looks really healthy, right? We talked about that. Their offensive line, finally healthy. You know, we'll see. I I think they're going to be okay. I think the Cowboys are going to do the thing. Uh, Giants, Daniel Jones, Scott Paris Campbell is going to be throwing the football too. Of course, you know, they drafted Jalen Hyatt. They got Darren Waller now. Saquon's ready to roll. Good defense on that side of the ball. You know, Wink Martindale's calling the defense again as he came over from the Ravens. Always love his defensive style. Cowboys still got Dan Quinn calling their defense. Trevon Diggs and the boys. Micah Parsons, they're all there. Leighton Vander Esch. They should be good. It's going to be a close game. And uh, I think, I think, I think the, the Giants are going to win this game, though. I got to see, I got to see, man, Mike McCarthy calling plays. I just got to see it. And I got to see Tony Pollard. As the bell cow. That's what I got to watch. I like what I saw last year from Mike Kafka and Brian Dable dialing stuff up for Daniel Jones. They got him a couple more weapons. I I, I think I got to go with the Giants in this game. But I would not be surprised if the Cowboys win it. I just got to see it. Remember, the Cowboys got Brandon Cooks too. So they should be ready to do some good things with Michael Gallup in the slot. They did lose Dalton Schultz or tight end. But, you know, Jarwin should be ready to roll as well. So Monday, September 11th, remember... 9-11 9-11 is here, so please, we never uh, never forget. Um, please say a prayer for all those families that were impacted by 9-11. Um, and, of course, let's watch some football, man. The Jets will be hosting the Bills, ESPN, ABC, ESPN Plus at 7-15. Buffalo favored by 2.5, over under 46.5. I'm picking the Bills to beat Aaron Rodgers and them. Why? I think the Bills have a chip on their shoulder. I don't think... The Jets are going to be ready to go. I think you got to pump the brakes a little bit on them. I don't. I just don't think it's going to be that easy to go out there and just go do the thing. I think that offensive line is still going to be a work in progress. Brees Hall, he should do some good things. I do love Garrett Wilson in this matchup, but if he gets, he could be matched up with Jordavius White, um, who didn't look as great last year, but he, maybe he's going to be back. Demar Hamlin will be playing for the Bills. Uh, Sean McDermott's not going to be calling the defense for the Bills, but at the end of the day, I think that's what I'm going to roll with. I'm going to roll with Josh Allen, Gabriel Davis, uh, James Cook, Damian Harris, and uh, who am I forgetting? Oh, yeah, Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis. Oh, by the way, they got a good tight end in Dawson Knox, but a really good young player I'm really, really wanting to see in Dalton Kincaid, the rookie tight end out of Utah. But the Jets would not be surprised if Aaron Rodgers looks really good out the gate. 
Um, Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb. They've got some playmakers, man. Michael Hardman is a guy that I think could be the X factor for this team. And so could uh, tight end CJ Uzuma. So watch out. It's going to be a close contest, but give me the Bills in this matchup. I think they're just a little bit far further ahead um, than, than the Jets at this point. Okay. Well, that's going to do it. We did, uh, yeah, week two for college football, week one for pro football. If you have any fantasy football questions, hit me up, rfmarsha11 on Twitter X, myturfshow at gmail.com. And remember, tell your friends, Apple Podcasts and Spotify is where this podcast is available. So episode 75, don't hit the panic button. Um, Have a great first week of NFL football. Go watch your favorite college football team. And remember to pay your respects on uh, 9-11 this upcoming Monday. So thank you and God bless and have a great week, everyone.